Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. 105 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology as well as software, IT, and supplies. Now, you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Heartland Ford. The great Gretzky, Mike Gretzky, out of Heartland Ford now. And they've got Heartland Wholesale and RV. Griff Jarvis there. They'll look after you. Quick update. Spoiler. I I don't think. Do we have to put a spoiler alert on uh, the United States versus France? Women's World Cup. Quarterfinal game. The Americans have scored. Brendan, this American team, if they were men, the amount of criticism, other than from their own president, which is quite ironic... Uh, I mean, this is this is a very strong-minded, opinionated group of athletes, aren't they? It's incredible. You want to turn? I can't hear a word he's saying. What's going on here? There we go. Now you can hear me. My thoughts aren't that valuable anyway. Just kidding. You did a great uh, job of being a buy him there, or you didn't want to go down that path. No, no. I'm saying that they're they're so hard done by, and I, I understand that they, they've done a great job in fighting for gender equality issues, but not everything has to be taken with a chip on their shoulder, but it is. So, yeah. you know what? It results in them playing great soccer they, every time one of these they, tournaments comes. They are, they are a loud American team. Right. That is that is that fair to say? Like they are, it, and they have been that way for twenty plus years, and they're good. Like they're exactly. probably they're probably going to win this thing again. They're up early against the, the French, uh, and France's development in soccer, both with men's and women's, is as good as any. I mean, this might be the last hurrah because France is. Uh, I know they won like the youth tournaments and all that stuff, and they've got an incredible depth. Uh, the terrific uh, system, certainly right now. France is, uh, in, I mean, they're the reigning World Cup champs in men, and there's no reason to believe that that pipeline. Um, there, frankly, France is, like, Germany always had strong defensive tactics and reevaluated kind of what they did uh, in terms of development-wise after they crashed out of the 2000 uh, Euro. And they've been pretty good ever since, but they were awful in 2018 at the World Cup. And France emerged as, and they, of course, were my, uh, you know, pick before the tournament started. And what I've been led to believe by people that know in soccer is they say that the the French women are on the precipice of becoming of that caliber shortly. But the Americans are still the queens in that sport and consistently are there all the time. Canada. We're kind of a 7 through 10 country. I don't know if we're ever going to have enough athletes in that area where we're going to... Because, you know, a lot of our best uh, female athletes play hockey. 
right? That's just it's a byproduct of it. And you know, we got what 30, 35, 36 million, and the U.S. has got like three hundred and thirty million. So, alrighty. Uh, again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. So here's the question. So we know the right. Basically, right now, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are sitting at. You know, depending upon who you talk to, and if you factor in uh, GJRK, we're making you know somewhere around one and a half million bucks on a on maybe a, a shorter term deal. Edmonton's got about eight million bucks worth of cap space to play with, so they've got four spots. They need a backup goaltender, they need a top nine winger, and they need a couple support wingers. Um, some would say they need a third line center. That's probably true. So what do you do? And the question I have for everybody out there is, do you create more space by deploying a buyout? Some would say maybe you look at buying out Matt Benny at uh, one-third. I, here's the problem. I mean, to me, Matt Benny was a pretty effective third-pairing defenseman and it's kind of being paid what he should be paying, being paid in that range. Um, he's been a plus player every year the last three years that he's been with the Oilers. His five-on-five scoring relative to his minutes played, decent. He's a smart player. He's a serviceable five number five defenseman because he's a right shot. Um, Andre Sacre, he's been injured. It's taken you know the quickness away from him over the course of the last couple of years. It's been tough to gauge him, but he's very popular. But when you have Clefbaum and Nurse as your top two left shot defenseman, if you're going to play Andre Sacre as your third uh, pairing D-man, can you afford to do so at five and a half million dollars? And and here's part of here's part of the thing. Like people say, well, the orders. So the hardcore analytics guys out there will sit there and say, well, there's no way they can buy anybody out. They got you know. But I got news for you. Some of those guys that are doing that, they might come to games once or twice a year. Okay. The orders are in a business, and they're in the business of winning. And you've also got to give your players the belief that you've improved the team as well. So we all know they need another goaltender. That's a given. They're going to spend some of the money on a 1B goaltender. Who that ends up being, Mike Smith, Peter Morazic, whoever it's going to be, it's going to be. We assume they have enough money for a $3 million-ish top nine wing. They need either a third-line center or some more help in the top nine nonetheless. So do you look at going down the path of deploying a buyout, especially knowing that we're going to have the increase in the cap in 2021, or do, you, or do you not? What would you do in that situation? Put your GM's hats on right now. Text us on our Heartland 4 text line at 630-630. Brendan Escott, the floor. Are you done eating? Absolutely. Okay, the floor is yours. Go for it. Well, here's the thing is we know that there's not much relief on the cap in buying out Lucic. And as one of few vocal veteran leaders on this team, I think he provides too much to look at buying him out right. and getting nothing in return. That's where I stand on that. And then you look at Sekera. Well, he makes the most, uh, more money than Chris Russell does, for example, who was the other guy that I would look at buying out. But Sekera really calmed down the defensive core and solidified it. Now, Obviously, you don't want your number five or six D-man getting north of $5 million a year. So to me, he's the most likely. I want to ask you, though, I mean, I understand that there's some urgency because they're going to have to clear up some space to sign guys. But how likely is it that one of these young D-prospects just simply wins a job in training camp? Well, that could happen. 
I mean, that's the other thing. They have players to come in and take the place on D. Um, like you have to think that two of the fall. I I think two of the following three defensemen are on the team. Caleb Jones, William Lagason, Joel Person. Two of those three guys. All three of those players will be one million dollars or less on the cap next year. Okay, so two of those three are going to be on the team. So, can you play? Like, here's the thing. Like, hypothetically, if you were to buy out Sekra, okay, 2.5, that would be the cost in the four years. So, 2.5, let's say you add a million to replace him on D. Now you're up to three and a half. That means you have two million more to spend on a forward. And that's the difference between a fourth liner and a third liner. So, I, again, I kind of like to know what people think. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline because there's some guys out there that say there's absolutely no way you can do any more buyouts. You can't be carrying. There's really good teams that are carrying money for it. So Griva comes off the books next year. We're still stuck with Pouliot for, what, two more years at 1.3? Uh, no, uh, yeah, two more years for Pouliot at 1.3. It's it's a debate, it's a discussion, and you wonder whether or not they're having that internal discussion right now at Orders HQ. So fire away. We'll open up the phone lines briefly here. Uh, Bob, buyout R and H. Are you kidding me? Brilliant. Yeah, that's uh, that's some that's some guy that must hate Edmonton's third best forward up front. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at Orders Now. Email us Orders Now six thirty chat dot com. Bob, do not buy out Milan Lucic, McDavid, and others. will have targets on the back. I, I don't see Lucic as the buyout. It's just it doesn't benefit you. Uh, team Dean says, Bob, wouldn't it be better to trade Sekera to a team that needs to reach the cap floor like, say, Ottawa and eat half the salary? Then you aren't on the hook for uh, the contract uh, over four years, and it costs the team less in actual dollars. So 2.75, 2.75, that's 5.5 instead of, uh, yeah. That you no, know, you would be you would be correct. I mean, I, I think that there's the factor of limited no move, uh, etc. John says, Bob, buyouts for the orders would demonstrate more a lack of ad, uh, more a lack of imagination than anything else. Outside of high end players, there is no one in free agency worth getting excited over. Solution should be found via trade or bargain UFA, not another idiotic buyout clogging up uh, clogging the cap sheet. From John, again, this is a discussion. To me, there's. There's more uh, more than one perspective. Uh, Biff says, how the hell is Andre Sekra a 5'6 defenseman? He's at worst number three. With all due respect, Biff, what I saw in the final 26 games last year was not a top four NHL defenseman. Sorry, man. No question, before he got hurt twice, before he blew his ACL and then tore his Achilles, he was no worse than the Oilers' second-best defenseman during the course of the playoff run in 2016-17. But that's two years removed. So, all right, we'll open up the phone lines, find out what people think. We're going to go to Chris from uh, Scottsdale in line number one. How you doing, Chris? Pretty good. Hey, uh, instead of doing some buyouts, why don't uh, we try to trade uh, Chris Russell retaining $1 billion salary? Uh, he's more than worth a $3 million uh uh, cap it to, to a team, and that opens up another three million for us. Uh, because I, what we're going to run into here, and there's uh, there's rumors out there that uh, Truba is going to be signing a seven to eight million dollar long term contract, which is going to open up uh, Pandora's box for us. Because uh, Nurse, other than 
Yeah. Darnell Nurse is is uh, is a highly comparable uh, D-man to uh, to Truba. So all the uh, all the Twitter guys that uh, don't want to pay Darnell four million on a long term deal are going to be kicking themselves in the butt when uh, we have to sign this guy to seven million. Yeah, because Darnell Nurse at four between four and five million on say a, a four or five year term is going to be a lot better than us having to fork out over seven million. Uh, and then also, uh, if we're buying, if we have to buy somebody out, uh, Sam Gagne looks like he's a pretty pretty good target because he's going to save us what two point one million somewhere around there for the next uh, couple years. Uh, yeah, that's would... all I have. And okay, but... thanks a lot, Chris. Take care. It sounds like you're getting another caller seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go to Alex from Pen. Uh, I think he's in Penticton here. Online, what is going on with this? Uh, I'm a, Brennan. You might have to. Oh, there we go. I got Alex now. Alex, how are you? Really good, Bob. How are you? Good. Love your show as always. Thanks. Um, well, I know what I think I'd do. I would uh, try to go uh, a cap trouble team who's got a forward uh, centerman or a winger that's around five million who can put up forty to sixty points or whatever. Uh, I know maybe sixty would be a hard reach, but say fifty. And then you uh, trade Chris Russell to that team. So, in effect, you're getting rid of $4 million off the books, and you're taking a, a scoring winger or centerman for a million. All right. Yeah, and you know? So you got to find that team, uh, and the team's got to be light on the fence. Exactly. And if you got to throw in a – I don't know if you want to throw a second round or a third round or a prospect. But, I, I, don't but you th- know what? I don't think the general manager, Alex, is big on trading picks, i got to tell you. I don't that. think he wants to either. But here's the other thing I think that – Everyone agrees that it's the, the cap problem is going to be a lot more better next year than it is this year. It's going to take a couple of years for this team to wiggle out of the big problem here. And uh, I just don't I, – I hope Holland doesn't go for the big reach like our uh, former previous general manager did and, and have uh, regret some moves just because, uh, hey, if we have to suffer this year, so be it. All right, thanks, Alex. Seven eight zero. You Thank are you. in Penticton. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six eight. I would say that maybe some people, at, and with all due respect, Alex, maybe coming to twenty games a year. I think the people that are in Rogers' place, twenty games a year, they want the product to improve too. And the easiest way to improve the product is to get better players. We're going to step out for uh, one minute. It is one nineteen at Edmonton, and this is Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chen. It's 1.23 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Let's go back to our Hurtland Ford text line at 6.30, 6.30. Here is Derek on line two, and he's saying big trades need to happen. Why is that, Derek? Hi. Yeah, hi. hi how hi, are Bob. you? How are you doing, bud? Good. Hey, I just wanted to run this by, and then I'll let you go, because I'm actually going to bottle people here <laughs> Uh, just quick, t- but I ran this by my buddy, and just whatever, just All right. maybe some players are despondent or whatever. But I'm, would you do this? And let's say, if not maybe it's not a good one for the Oilers, but maybe for the Toronto Maple Leaf fans of this world, uh, for Toronto to go for it all. Let's say for the the hockey team now, the way the Raptors did it. How about something like Mitch Marner, uh, Morgan Riley, and uh, prospect for? All right, Derek, enjoy the bottle depot. Let's go to line number two. Uh, so first, when he opens up by saying it's not a good deal for Edmonton, wow. You know, the, the first hint for me, 
was when he admitted Friday afternoon at 124 that he was going to the Bottle Depot. Let's go. <laughs> Just giving, having fun with you, Terry. Come on, man. Let's go to Doug at line number two. Doug, you got to be better than that, don't you? God almighty, Bob. I, I hope I'm not worse. <laughs> Listen, uh, I don't worry up against the clock. We'll be quick. Um, I heard you talking the other day with uh, Berkey and uh, I guess it was Sears Court. I didn't catch all of it as far as how the cap works, but yeah, in my simplistic thinking, I'm sorry I think that way, but if the cap is, say, 81.5, yes. whatever the number is, I don't care what it is, for your seven Canadian teams, can you not simply say, because of the difference in the dollar, that our cap would be 83, 83.5, and it could be a floating cap year to year? I mean, that's too simple, I know, but would that not typically work or not? Well, that's a whole other conversation. Because, no, I mean, Brian basically dollars. said the seven Canadian teams on and off have alternated. And so basically the way the cap works is the top 11 teams contribute to revenue sharing. Okay. And I think since, if if my numbers are correct, since 0506, Edmonton has contributed in at least eight of the 11 seasons, or eight that's, of the 12 seasons since then. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, it might be 11 of uh, 14 now because I'd have to add it up. Anyways, bottom line is this. Uh, and the Canadian dollar, like the last year at Rexall Place, I don't believe the orders contributed. And that's when we saw the big drop in the Canadian dollar as well. Right. Right. Obviously, right. the first three years in Rogers Place, the building, you know, the orders would be contributors. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying the Canadian teams, because of the Canadian dollar, should actually have a higher cap than the American teams? Well, I mean, just because of the difference of a dollar. And that can flow from year to year. It might be a million difference or a million point five or whatever the number is. It might drop below a million. I don't know. It can float just because we're fighting a, a tough battle here with the Canadian buck. Let's face it. Uh, we're never going to be on par with this. So I shouldn't say never, but you know what I mean. We're typically... Well, I mean, the other thing is, like, t- states like Texas and Florida... That have huge tax advantages over yeah, absolutely right over over a province like Quebec, yeah for sure right for so, sure. There you go. Thanks, Doug. All right, then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. So he said he wanted Connor McDavid for Mitch Marner, uh, Morgan Riley, and a number one. That's what the guy going to the Bottle Depot suggested. Okay, uh, and again. Um, this text comes in from Epstein's mother. Uh, uh, actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to... <laughs> uh, Topher, you for once have a good text. Bob, making fun of a fellow who's showing great concern for the environment and recycling, that's an all-time low for Bob. Uh, low for you, Bob, even for you. Yes, and it had nothing whatsoever to do with a uh, Morgan Riley, Mitch Marner trade for Connor McDavid. So let's say Riley, oh, uh, Morgan, or let's say Mitch Marner gets ten million. Okay, so that's over fifteen million bucks for those two players, and the owners have Connor McDavid at twelve and a half. Let's go to Nick on line four. Nick, you have a concern about goaltending? Yeah, I was just going to say, Bob, you might have to throw an Evan Bouchard on you just to make it easy. Uh, question, by next Friday, who's our second goalie, do you think? And my second question would be, um, do you think the Oilers don't end up using a buyout this summer, just like, say, Gagne or Sakara, for instance, in case they have to use it on Miko Kostinen? 
I don't think they're worried at this stage about Koskinen on the buyout. I'm serious about that. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I think they're probably, I mean, I, I, we're going to know by tomorrow because they got to activate the, the waivers uh, through to buy the player out for, well, what, what's the 30th? The 30th is Sunday. So they'd have to have everything in place by tomorrow. I don't know if they're going to buy somebody out or not. It's a, You know what? I've got, there's some people out there that are absolutely no way they should look at buying anybody else out. And then there's other guys saying absolutely 100% they should be looking at deploying a buyout to add some more space for the window. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. So, and as for the goaltender, I don't have a hot clue. Like, I mean, obviously, we know they're in on Brett Connolly. Yeah. Uh, I wonder whether or not they would look at Corey Perry, frankly, on a one-year deal, like a short uh, deal. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I would have time for Marcus Granlund. Okay? I, I personally don't believe they're heavy in on Brian Boyle, as some others have suggested. Uh, they have been on Brian Boyle in the past. But in turn... Uh, they were talking about a trade for Mrazek there. Um, yeah, yeah, and he makes he what? makes he makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What happened with uh, Mrazek in Detroit when Holland was there? Well, he he they had to move because they had he just moved he just moved them. It was just it was yeah. He had Jimmy Howard. He couldn't spend t- he couldn't spend whatever he was going to spend on the two goalies. I got to get to break here, Nick. Thanks for the call. Uh, it is one twenty nine in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.